Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. Surprisingly, a lot on the list you cannot see. Some of it with question marks. So we'll see how much I actually do get into. But let's just jump uh, to the top of the list you cannot see. The end of Yard Project. Yeah, I was talking a little bit, I think, last week. Um, over the course of a couple weeks that, you know, I was replacing chunks of my fence and, uh, it was a much larger, every much larger project, uh, that, uh, expected the pipes agree if they're getting picked up. Yeah, that's the end. Uh, it's just a, now just a matter of a few small inside, uh, projects, bit of spackling, uh, a bit more of spackling and some painting, um, two different painting it doesn't matter uh but now it's all like indoor stuff which is nice because it's like i can do it uh you know i can spackle and then go to you know someplace to like have a you know a drink and work on stuff and then come back and then you know paint or or respackle if i need to um or uh, reinforce the spackle or you know just like you know paint stuff outside and then it just dries but enough of my boring Bob Vila home and garden TV bullshit. Um, let's see. Start of... Oh, yeah. So I started... I, I posted this on Instagram um, a little while ago where it was um, this thing called a yarn burglar. Uh, it burgles yarns. What does that mean, Doug? Uh, I don't know. It was from a dream. It was like this little cartoonish little cow creature with like a rooster, one of those beak nut sack things. Um, and I got had a, a, a weird, like, uh, Mr. Crab, um, from SpongeBob eye thing. I don't know what my brain was trying to unpack, but, uh, but I sketched it like on a little post-it note and posted it to Instagram thought, oh, this was funny and cute. Uh, and then a couple nights later I had like a, another weird little creature, you know, pop up and it was like this, like, like slug body, gray slug body with, um, like a pole for a neck, uh, not a long one, but like just a pole. And then these little, like they're like big wooden buttons um, that you connect and I don't know the name of them um, but it's like an oldie timey um, wooden like toy connector set it's, they're probably called connectors but I think I, I kind of like just I changed his uh, head to like that of a button like a thick like jacket button and yeah so I just started drawing these dream creatures which I think a lot of the weirdness was that I was reading Scud, the Disposable Assassin, and just the art from Rob Schwab, um, or Schwab, or however you say his last name, the guy who wrote most of Andrew, all of Scud, um, just his ideas were just insane. Um, just listen to the, uh, no, we didn't talk about it on, on Nerd Vomit, but one of the characters, Jeff, which is a lady, um, is like this, like tiger, like b like body, kind of like Chitara, but tiger, um, with a, a squid for a belt, and its arms are like these like tentacles that end in like mouth traps with like a thumb, uh, and then its its legs are um these two legs that the the knees are mouths, 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 mouths. They are mouths that talk, and the feet. Uh, our hands. It's it's just bizarre. Look up like Scud, comma Jeff. Um, you should come up with it. There's a bunch of fan art, I think. But uh, you, oh, and its head is like this, like um, uh, uh, male plug. 
like you'd plug into a wall. It's bonkers. And I think just chucking an issue or a couple issues a day of Scud, which is, it's a thick graphic novel when you get the whole shebang, which is the collection I got, the whole shebang. I'm not just saying that to be glib. Um, I think my brain was trying to unpack like all of the weird, crazy art uh, from that, and I think that's where these dream creatures are coming from. Um, but it does feel good to like kind of go back and draw. Am I going to do it on a regular basis? No, it's going to be more irregular. Uh, every time I kind of have, um, you know, a sense of like, you know, a, a dream of a little creature or, or, or animal or whatever. Um, not like a dog. Like, that's just stupid. Um, but the more fantastic things, uh, uh, creatures that I dream, uh, I plan on drawing. So um, I'll be posting those to Instagram, uh, probably to Facebook as well, uh, every so often. Um, like I said, I've only got two, the Yarm Burglar and I think the Schmarpa or whatever it is. Um, it Schmarps. But that's one of the, the button head. But anyway, I guess I can kind of talk about this without spoiling some things. So I have been working on this Kathy Hammond uh, commercial, uh, one of the fake commercials that happens inside the world of Kathy Hammond. And um, in case, you know, you're um, not the creative type or you're or you are a creative type and you totally understand this as well, that when I'm away from a world or a character for too long, sometimes their voice kind of fades in my head and I find it a little hard to get a, get a, get a grasp back on it. And that's what was going on with the Kathy Hammond um, world commercials. And then I had to write kind of a announcement slash review of a podcast that's inside of the Kathy Hammond world that will the podcast will actually be um, explored in the third season, which will be out um, next year, um, probably uh, early next year, hopefully. But anyway... And it was so fun. Like it was like the voice of that world just clicked back into my head, and I went, "Oh yeah, that's the kind of fun I can have." And it's like meta referential on like multiple levels, um, you know. And just a, it was a blast to write, and I can't wait. Uh, the The fun part also was that a lot of the work to do the podcast itself, um, like the the name of it, uh, the logo, um, is like done because I actually was going to turn this show, uh, I was going to pivot it into a new show, excuse me, a new show um, called A Mighty Fun Cup of Spiders, and the pipes agree with me, or they disagree with me because in the end, Deb and I, Deb and I talked about it, and it was one of those like, you know, damn is kind of a brand, um, it's my thing, and to turn it into... Something else um, that I didn't really have like um, any kind of foresight about. Like I didn't have a new structure. I didn't have you know anything different. It was just going to be this. And I went, well, I'll hang on to a mighty fine cup of spiders and see what happens. Um, you know, maybe I'll use it for something else. And yeah, it turns out it's a podcast within a podcast. Uh, and it was a blast writing. Uh, once again, going back to last week's note about you know, back to writing is I forgot it was, you know, how much fun it was for me to go out and sit down and go, okay, I have three hours to get, you know, 600 words out, which is about a little over a page. Um, so, you know, that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but 
you know, when you struggle with, you know, going like, okay, okay, I got like a paragraph or two, and then like, well, where am I going to go after that? And I kind of step away from it for a minute, you know, or five. And that, you know, I do that like a couple times, and that's already, you know, 20 minutes. So anyway, speaking of uh, stepping away and then coming back to something, um, the note says a little worried about clap session, which really, no. Well, yes, I was, but not like I wasn't like hugely worried. Um, obviously, I, the note says a little worried. Um, so we recorded uh, uh, a offsite uh, in-person episode of No Applause, Just the Clap that comes out. Well, a couple days ago, by the time you're hearing this, uh, it was uh, Ryan, Deb, and I finally meeting up after months. Uh, Deb had been calling in once a month, and then uh, we tried to make plans a couple weeks ago. Didn't work out. Got together this week and worked out. And I was a little worried because, you know, what about masks? And what about, you know, the off-site place that we were going to meet and and all of this? And everything on that level of logistics worked out. Like, you know, I was running a little late because I wanted to beat uh, Last of Us Part 2 before we met up so I'd be able to talk about it. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it later on on this show. But um, I was a little worried because sometimes the conversations on no applause, just the clap, because we only meet once a month, can become very um, more casual than review. And I've come up against friction where I'm like, hey, we need to kind of either move on or focus on the next thing. Um, and sometimes I get blowback from no applause, just the clap is it is meant to be conversational, but it's also meant to like be reviewing of reviewing. Good Lord. It's supposed to review the things that we're taking in book wise, TV wise, video games. Um, and you know, yeah, we can have a conversation about that. We might go tangentially over to something else, but it should never wander around over to like politics or what's going on with you know, us this week and, you know, let's talk about, you know, our families. Like, that's that's not where that happens. Um, so I was a little worried about after, like, months that we would kind of be out of sync. And we were actually in better sync. I couldn't have asked for a better episode in terms of, like, the recorded content, the conversations, the reviews, the, the jokes... Uh, everything uh, uh, coming back after like three months to have us all be sitting down and I I think just like knock it out of the park. I'm, you know, go back, please go and listen to that episode, uh, 280 something. It's called The Grand Clap, which is a play on The Grand Dark, which is a book we talk about. Ooh, speaking of dark, uh, nice segue, Doug. Uh, the Moral Grayness of Last of Us Part 2. I talk a little bit about this on, you know, this week's No Applause, Just the Clap, because it's just, it's a huge video game. It's the number one selling, you know, PlayStation exclusive, um, selling over 4 million copies in a week and a half or some crazy shit. And that's almost like a million more than like the top one, which was like God of War and um, Marvel Spider-Man, uh, which was like 3.1 million each. And then Last of Us 2 was like 4 million, like a huge step up on that one. Um, I am not going to talk about, you know, the, the new game mechanics to some extent. Um, 
or, or anything like that. It's not going to be a pop culture review. It's going to be more of the director talked about how he wanted to make you feel uncomfortable with some of the emotional and violent choices you would have to make playing this game. And I talk about it on, on no applause that like there's a new element where like dogs like can like smell you and follow you. And, and um, there was the joke on no applause where they said, Oh, so you got to go across water or like move far, far enough away. I said, yeah, or kill the dog. It doesn't make me feel good. And the violence is incredibly visceral and realistic. Um, and some of the, the choices that the character makes, I mean, I'm forced to make through the game, but um, just it, it really makes me kind of re-examine like some of my like ideas about like right and wrong. And I don't mean that like it's going to change my entire life. I'm just saying that like the two characters you play, Ellie and Abby are very like black and white at the beginning. And then just, you kind of go morally gray with them. Um, Cause at first you're like, yeah, like this is revenge. This needs to happen. And then you're like, Oh man, maybe they're not, you know, hundred percent in the right. And what about this lady? You know, she's obviously the bad guy. And then you're like, Oh, she's, like, there is no bad guy in this game. Like there's no antagonist. There's no protagonist either. Um, and that's, what's crazy. Cause I actually did have Deb ask me that. And she goes, well, who's the bad guy? And I'm like, there isn't one. And she goes, well, then who's the good guy? I'm like, there isn't one. There's just people that are doing things for reasons they think are right. And you could argue that they're both, there's, there's no one of them that is right over the other one. Um, they could both be right or they could both be wrong. That's it. So playing a game like that was really interesting uh, in terms of like where I started going mentally um, and emotionally, um, and I told Deb, I was like, this, not only like emotional roller coaster anyway, much like Last of Us, the first one was, but just like, God damn. And then the ending is just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. So um, let's see. Speaking of heartbreaking, because um, coming up on the end of the list, you cannot see. Uh, it was nice being downtown. I went downtown to record with Deb and Ryan. And uh, while I was downtown, I took some pictures of just things that have changed. Like, there are places that were iconic uh, of my time downtown, you know, when I lived and worked downtown, um, or just times I had going out with friends where those places are shuttered now, um, or they've changed, or there's a facelift, or they're still defaced from the protests. And it's just crazy. Um, and... I, I, you know, and finding some of my, some of my friends' art floating around. I took a picture of that, um, but just taking pictures of downtown where I'm like, it's changed so much. Um, I know that I, I've written this piece about how I didn't have a kid yet, um, but like the whole poem is like this: the kid, my kid, will never know the city that I knew, and I will never know the city my kid knows, uh, and that is that was that hit home real hard. Uh, while I was downtown yesterday, just taking pictures and wandering around. I mean, the street names haven't changed. Like, I knew where I was. But just, like, I was like, oh, that well, that wasn't there before. Like, that looked different. Or that's gone now. Or, like I said, it's shuttered. Uh, a place called Tom's Diner is completely boarded up. Which I was like, Tom's Diner was, like, where you went when, like, last-ditch effort for, you know, food when you were drunk. Um, 
and you were like, well, I've already been to, you know, I don't want to go to Denny's and I don't want to drive to Breakfast King. Uh, the Denver Diner is too far, um, which is ridiculous from where Tom's was. But anyway, but Tom's Diner was just, yeah, I mean, one of those well-known, like, you know, greasy spoons ever uh, in Denver. And to see it completely boarded up was surreal. So, um, and then speaking of surreal, uh, lastly, um, I'm just reorganizing my closet over and over and over again, not over and over, but I'm doing it in quadrants and uh, I organize my shoes cause I apparently have more shoes than a guy should, but I'm okay with that. I have a variety of shoes. Some are indoor, some are outdoor, some are low cut, some are high cut, some are boots. Well, water boots. Um, so anyway, uh, and I'm going to do this thing where someone posted this years ago as like a New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Eve, a New Year's resolution where you put all the your shirts like on a hanger backwards, um, and then you wear you know whatever shirts you like, uh, and then like six months later or whatever three months later, um, all the shirts that are still backwards obviously are the ones you never wear because um, you put the shirt you wear once it's washed back to normal. So all the shirts that are still backwards take to Goodwill or Ark or whatever thrift. Uh, community place you, you're you know you're listening to and, and can attest to that. Uh, so I'm going to do that because really I've had a hard time. You know, it's like I go, well, oh, I've either outgrown this shirt or um, you know it shrank because uh, you know I, I for a while there I was like no 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 like I'll wear large and I do wear large, but I wouldn't consider like the shrinkage uh, so to speak. Uh, like, so it would shrink to like somewhere between a medium and a large, and then I'd only be able to wear it for a little while before, you know, quarantine and putting on a little bit of weight. But, um, cause I haven't gone for a walk in a, in, in a hot minute. I need to get back on doing that. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to do that shirt thing. And then like, I just, I go, okay, well, I'm going to organize this, these boxes or I'm going to organize this box of stuff, um, and just make it a cleaner nice box of stuff or I'm going to file away some paperwork. Like I'm just trying to invent stuff to keep my sanity at this point outside of, you know, like house projects and all that. Cause I do, if I do like all of the house projects all at once and it's like, well then, then what do I do? Um, I, you know, I beat last of us part two. I'm kind of over destiny two for a little while. Um, I got the new borderlands three DLC and I'm just about to start that when I'm done recording this for a little while. But I mean, that's finite. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to, like I said, keep myself mentally busy, physically busy, emotionally busy. Um, and that's it. That's the list you cannot see. So from Damn, Doug's Cute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Damn, Doug's Cute Mental Neuroses, these have been my cute mental neuroses. Uh, emotional roller coaster health. No, that's not. I mean, I can think of. I, I can't think of a better one. I can't think of a better outro. Edition. Good night, Internet. If you like what you heard, check some of our other shows out like Exotic Liability, Nerd Vomit, Black Falls, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found by searching for The BACN on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, or at www.bacnpodcast.com. Yeah.